y'all ready for this? This is Prep Spotlight on 740 The Fan and 740thefan.com. Heading guard for the win of the title. Yes! Yes! Hey, Heading! Hey, Heading! And Hillsborough, Chaco Valley are the state champions. Can you believe it? Chase Miller and Brad Anderson will give you the lowdown on high school athletics up and down the Red River Valley. Spartans with the basketball up by seven and breaking the press is Peach goes coast to coast off the window. Count it. Fuck it. Got it. Good. The Kidward Vikings celebrated center court. They have themselves a state championship in an unbeaten season. 26 and 0. The Kidward Vikings defeat the North Star Bearcats 49 42. This is Prep Spotlight. Y'all ready for this? It's a jam-packed Wednesday version of Prep Spotlight here on February the 7th. Glad you are tuning in. We're going to get to Tom Mix, media specialist with the North Dakota High School Activities Association, as we have state tournaments. They are literally upon us in about a week or so. And then from there, National Signing Day. A couple of guys from Fargo South, they're taking their talents to the next level. We're going to hear from Victor Isaac. He's going up to Grand Forks and playing with UND. And Tanner Bois. He's going to be going to Concordium, playing for head coach Terry Haran. So we'll hear from both of those guys later on the show alongside Tom Mix and Brad. How about this? Region 1, starting to get a little shakeup in the Class B boys. Fargo, Oak Grove consistently as well. But here comes Weimar Lidgewood with a nice win over Maple Valley. Tri-State has now won about five or six games in a row. They got some size to them. And all of a sudden... Here comes a couple teams that maybe we didn't talk about so much in the month of December and January. Yeah, I say I hope we didn't jinx Maple Valley at all. They've lost a couple of games, but they knew their schedule was going to be awfully tough. And then Enderlin picks off Richland on Tuesday night as well. Tri-State, it, you know, is interesting. When they added Russell to the co-op last year, you know, there were some coaches who was thinking, you know, they're, they might step in and be really good. It didn't materialize as much as people thought. This year it has, and all of a sudden, yeah, they're sitting there as a sleeper uh, at 6-3, and three, playing very well. You see Northern Cass is starting to play very well. Marcus Jensen's having a great senior season and uh, got some good young talent. Jace Crockett's a very talented freshman uh, among among other players. Kindred can can be hit and miss from night to night. You just never know. And, yeah, all of a sudden, we know how the top sits, but th- we thought maybe 2-3-4. It might be 2 through about 6 that they're fighting for at this point. And you're trying to find a number 2 or 3 seed along with that one seed to get a buying to the mm-hmm. quarterfinals, which is big. Same thing in Region 2, Brad, as the lightest poll you had. out. You had 3 out of the 5 top 5 teams out of Region 2 with Thompson, Grafton, and Hillsborough Central Valley. There's been some upsets. The Stanley Blue Jays went down the other night, and now all of a sudden in Region 2, you're having some teams try to vie it out for in the top half as well in Region 2, Brad. Grafton got beat last mm-hmm. night by Park River Fordville Lankin by six. Thompson had a, a tight one with Cavalier. It's been impressive to see Hillsborough Central Valley. They'll, they'll have Thompson coming up next Tuesday at home. They beat him up in Thompson about a month ago. Boy, they still look strong. And I just think from the, from the guys that were on that state tournament team last year, the guys that won the football title, it just seems like they they just have the confidence that if there's a big game involved, they're going to find a way to win. They're going to find a way to win, and if they can find their way back to the state tournament, <laughs> they might be trying to make some magic again. This time, it'll be at the Bismarck Event Center. From there, Brad, we mentioned uh, the B-Boys basketball poll. Stanley Blue Jay, they got knocked down from 1-2 to two by the St. John's Woodchucks. St. John's continues to win. Stanley does get upset as the number two team in the state. But now we're starting to see some other teams beneath them with Fargo Oak Grove at six. We mentioned about Weimar, Lidgewood, and a couple of others that are making their way that, well, if a couple teams lose, 
all of a sudden the state basketball tournament with the, the seedings, they get a lot tighter as well. That's very true, and that's something to keep in mind once we get uh, once we see you know come the region tournaments. You know, Stanley gets picked off twice. You wonder. You know, is there anybody in Region 8 that can pick them off? Is there maybe like, you know, Newtown, I think, is one perhaps. Region 6 is going to be wide open. Bishop Ryan, probably one of the favorites there. You know, I saw rugby defeated four wins last night. I think they probably are in the conversation. St. John looks really dominant in Region 4. We'll see if it's finally the Woodchucks' year to go. But that is going to be interesting, too. And I think on the girls' side as well, we've talked about how good Region 3 is, but... You know, a team like Kindred, let's say if they win the Region 1 title, that's not going to be easy. Lisbon's playing very well. They've won nine straight. But, you know, let's say they get in. Do they sneak up to a four or five seed? Yeah, it's going to be, you know, there's there's a lot to sort out between now and then. But uh, I think probably maybe more parity than there's been in recent years on both the boys and, and girls' side in B. From there, we'll talk a little wrestling with Tom Mix around the corner. But, Brad, uh, high school hockey, it's its go time now. The tournaments are starting to heat up. We're going to get to the Ralph Ingolstead uh, Arena where they're going to be playing the state for both the girls and the boys for state championships alongside a Purple Arena. And they used that Olympic Arena up there, too. So it's kind of the time now where if you're West Fargo, you're West Fargo Cheyenne. If you're a Grand Fork, Sutter River Central, you name it, you're going to sharpen up the skates one more time, and that could be your last time, or you could continue to move on through one of these tournaments. You've got your three seeds in the East are pretty much set. you got Central, Red River, and Davies. And then after that, uh, tomorrow night, it's going to be really interesting, four through seven. Uh, the two games to keep an eye on with the Devil's Lake, they have to go to Red River, and then you have Shanley at North up of the Coliseum. So North needs to win to maybe climb up to perhaps get that number four seed and get a home game. Devil's Lake's going to have a tough run against Red River. And uh, South Shanley at North, that game's going to be uh, be a key one as well. If North wins, they might be able to get that number four seed. If South Shanley wins, they might move up perhaps to maybe uh, maybe a five. So uh, those are the two games, I think, to keep an eye on as far as seeding goes. Out West, pretty much set with Century and Bismarck uh, there, one and two, and Minot sitting at three, and kind of a battle. No, Jamestown's battling for that uh, for that uh, four, no, uh, number four spot. And last thing here on the hockey front, uh, Brad, before we take a break and get to Tom Mix, how about the rival between the Mustangs and the Packers in terms of we, we've heard how it's hard to get a ticket. You could put that baby in the Shields Arena, and it would pretty much almost sell out because of how much loyalty there is to both those two programs. All of a sudden, you might play each other each other for a third time to find their way into the EDC tournament. They are going to. Saturday night at the West Fargo Sports Arena, that is the 8 versus 9 seed. And credit David Benson and Cheyenne with, a, with essentially a new team. Uh, they have played very well. In fact, uh, they had a five-game five unbeaten streak snapped uh, last night, losing four, a 5-1 to one to North. So it's good to see them making those strides. And, you know, coaches talk about game-to-game, period-to-period, practice-by-practice, and Starting to show a little bit for uh, for Cheyenne, but yeah, they get to get to face one more time to try and uh, keep their season alive. That should be uh, should be a fun one Saturday night. On deck, we're going to get to Tanner Du Bois and Victor Isaac, a couple of Fargo South Bruins going to the collegiate level. We'll hear from them later in the show. But coming up into the batter's box, Mr. Tom Mix, North Dakota High School Activities Association media specialist. He'll give us the lowdown on the upcoming state tournaments across the state of North Dakota here on Prep Spotlight with Chase Miller and Brad Anderson on 740. The fan back on prep spotlight here on 740 the fan and 107.3 FM across the Fargo Moorhead region and on 740thefan.com. Glad you're tuning in on this Wednesday. Let's go to Mr. Tom Mix with us on the fan line, media specialist for the North Dakota High School Activities Association. And Tom, well, the f- state tournaments are literally on our front doorstep coming up. The first one starts next week here in Fargo with the state wrestling tournament, both Class A and B 
duels and individuals from February the 15th through the 17th. Then you have state hockey in Grand Forks, the B girls in Minot, the A girls and boys in Fargo, then the B boys in Bismarck. So safe to say, Tom, I would I would say your airline miles are going to get covered, but maybe it's going to be your uh, your road miles will be, get covered here in the next couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely going to put some uh, put some miles on the company car or even my car, depending on you know the, a lot of the staff members uh, go to these tournaments too. So it's kind of uh, musical chairs with all the vehicles here in Valley City, and uh, we'll we'll definitely try to get uh, these covered. So uh, it's going to be fun. It, it's always a uh, you know the winter season tournaments are always uh, you know viewed as uh, some of the premier events for. Uh, North Dakota High School Activities Association, and we're pretty excited about uh, what's going to be happening here in you know this later this month in March. Well, the uh, dual portion just about set. The seating will come out in Class B uh, tomorrow. Class A is set, and we'll get ready to uh, invade the dome again. And you no, know, Chase and I have talked about it. Um, you know, the dome is really an excellent spot wrestling wise. You know, the USA Wrestling Tournament, the Rumble on the Red, and then the the B. Uh, well, the A and B combined tournament. I'm impressed with the fact that you can get all those matches in in basically about two and a half days by about five or six o'clock Saturday. That thing is uh, that thing is in the in the books in history. Yeah, it's a work of art, really, when you think about how many student athletes participate in that uh, in that uh, tournament. When it comes to a lot of schools are represented there, and uh, it's certainly a sight to behold. So we're certainly hoping that uh, people from across the state and certainly in the Fargo uh, metro area there uh, check that out on February 15th through the 17th. There's going to be a lot of uh, talented wrestlers there, and it, it's certainly going to be, you know, Friday night is uh, definitely highlighted by the team dual championship uh, round, and Thursday it really gets things going with the individual tournaments starting but then also those team duels right away in the morning so there's going to be a lot of good wrestling coming up here later this month and region tournaments are this saturday and that's always a springboard to state so we'll see how everything gets seated in those individual tournaments Tom, I know something we brought up last time you were on the show, and the Fargonum, for example, with the state wrestling tournament is an example of this. The preferred sites that you guys have gone to in Class B, you've guys gone to seating in, in recent years, you know, for the state wrestling tournament, now the uh, Class B and girls basketball tournaments. Let's start with the preferred sites. Just an update on that. Is this pretty much where we're going to go now that it's been a couple years of where you've had these tournaments at maybe one or two venues for three, four years now, Tom? Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you look at that, seven-year advanced calendar that's on our website uh, on the North Dakota High School Activities Association site. Uh, You can certainly see where a lot of tournaments are going to be here the next uh, several years. And uh, if you look at it, I mean, uh, the Fargo Dome is certainly uh, where wrestling is going to be. And, you know, I I think it's a good venue and we're really lucky to have it. And uh, I think uh, a lot of the wrestlers are from across the state really enjoy coming to Fargo and it's a good venue for it. And like you said, I mean, you can get uh, a ton of mats going, you know, on those days, but then also it, it, it configures nicely for that last day to just basically go down to two mats and put them in the center of the arena there and really, you know, highlight some of the best wrestlers uh, individually in the state and crown some state champions. That's always fun. So 
I think uh, that's definitely something that our board of directors is continuing to look at, but also our tournament committee, you know, looking at these venues and where they perform well in terms of attendance and fan atmosphere. And that's something they're always looking at. And if you look at those seven year out calendar, uh, definitely Fargo Dome is state wrestling. So we're pretty excited for that. Yeah. And uh, certainly has, uh, has been a great venue for sure. Um, from the yeah. seating aspect of it, I know when they, when they started in some sports, they seated four and had four random draws. They moved it to five like Minnesota does. As far as various sports, is that is five a good uh, a good number to seed? What are the coaches, what are the response that the, uh, that the board is, uh, has received on that? The response has been very positive. Uh, I, I really think you're getting a lot of the matchups later in these tournaments that uh, certainly, you know, heading into it, everyone's sort of wondering, well, well, will these two teams play for a state championship or will these two programs meet in the semifinals or later in the tournament? How is that going to work out? I, I think it adds a lot of intrigue to the front end of the tournament. Previous, I believe they were just randomly selected by the regions and then it was on a rotational basis. So really uh, leading into it, uh, when you seed it, you know, by nature, then after those region tournaments are done, you get a lot of anticipation a week in front of the tournament. And that's always a good thing when it comes to, uh, you know, promotion and I really think that uh, the teams across the state really have responded positively to it in a bunch of different sports. Like you said, wrestling's one of them that's going to be uh, Class B. Uh, the team duel is going to be seated uh, Thursday. Definitely watch out for uh, news on that this week. And I think when it comes down to it, five is a pretty good number. The other response, too, is, well, why don't you seat all eight? You know, it's really uh, something that has to be looked at at the district chair level because uh, a lot of these tournaments are seated at the Class B level. In fact, all of them are right now. So that's something that would have to come through. And I, I, th I really think that the board wants it. If it's going to get changed, it has to be across the board. It can't just be one for one specific sport. I believe volleyball brought it up at their district chairs meetings uh, or advisory meetings about potentially seating eight teams. And I, I just think that that's something that would have to be looked at across the board. And that, that's probably the way the board of directors is interpreting it right now. But for now, I mean, I really think the, you know, seating five teams has certainly been a good procedure. And I think you're seeing, like I said earlier, a lot of those matchups later in the tournament that uh, people want to see. Tom Mix, media specialist from the North Dakota High School Activities Association with us here on Prep Spotlight with Chase Miller and Brad Anderson. And uh, Tom, it's, it's always a lot of fun. You got the hockey back at the Ralph, and that's going to be coming up on February 22nd through the 24th. Uh, B-Girls will be at the Monad State Dome March 1st through the 3rd. Class A in Fargo March 8th through the 10th. And the B-Boys out at the Bismarck Event Center March 15th through the 17th. Let's talk about Class A, something a little bit different this year, coming back to Fargo instead of maybe hosting it at the Fargo Dome with a North Court and a South Court. You're going to split it up between the Fargo Dome and the Shield Center, uh, and you're going to have the boys in the Shield Center on Thursday. The girls will be at the Fargo Dome on Thursday. Then the winner's bracket will be at the Shield Center. The uh, the consolation bracket will be Friday then at the Fargo Dome. Early thoughts? I know this is the first time that the state has been able to have a state tournament since the BSA has been renovated at the Shield Center outside of a Class B region tournament. So what are some of the thoughts going into this one, having two venues about a block away from each other? and hosting the Class A basketball tournament, Tom? 
Well, again, uh, I think it's a byproduct of being in a venue-rich state. You know, we have a lot of good venues where we can uh, hold a lot of these tournaments and a lot of those tournaments that might have a unique setup where, you know, like, for example, the uh, Super A tournament is a boys and girls uh, tournament in conjunction with one another. So by rule, you need a venue or a city that has in close proximity two courts. This year, it's going to be in Fargo, like you said. And we're going to have the Fargo Dome going, and we're going to have the Shield Center at the Sanford Health Athletic Complex there on the campus of uh, North Dakota State going as well. And I, I really think uh, it's going to be a positive atmosphere, and I think fans are going to really enjoy it, uh, You know, especially that last day that uh, when it's going to be all at the Shield Center. Uh, like you said, that's going to be the that venue's first opportunity to host a state tournament uh, or a state basketball tournament. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, that all plays out. And, you know, those, uh, the last several years, those, those games have really drawn a lot of interest uh, across the state at the class a level. And we'll have to see uh, how it performs there at the shield center. And my guess is uh, based on what I've heard and what I've seen, it's going to be a pretty good atmosphere there. Uh, hockey wise, I uh, got the region at uh, Perper arena, at least in the East uh, East region back in Grand Forks this year. Is it kind of the board's feeling? I know they've kind of have discussed it a little bit. A lot of it is on venue availability between Shields Arena and the Ralph, but maybe going forward, is it going to be kind of a, uh, just basically a rotation between Grand Forks and Fargo for state hockey? Yeah, I I think that if you look again at that seven-year-out possibility or, you know, that seven-year-out calendar and the possibilities of where it can be hosted, uh, that's always going to be something that, based on availability, it'll have to be adjusted here and there. If you look, you'll definitely uh, come to the conclusion that it'll be rotating between those two sites, and it's going to be at the Ralph Engelstead Arena this year, and that's always a, a very good venue to have it at, uh, being that it's such a rich hockey tradition community. And uh, that venue is certainly one of the best uh, hockey venues in the country when you really think about it. It's going to be, you know, we're pretty lucky, again, to have a venue like that for a state hockey tournament atmosphere. And also, when it comes to, you know, Fargo, we have Shields Arena in South Fargo there. That's, uh, you know, it's been there two times now, and I've been there for both of them, and it, it really definitely was a good atmosphere, and I, I think uh, those are two really good options to have. And until we, uh, you know, have other options, I mean, I think those two are uh, definitely the place to be. And the board of directors and the tournament committee is going to have to look at the availability between each year and see where it can be. I know if you go to your website, Tom, you guys do a great job of brackets and some, kind of some game coverage once you get to this part of the season with the final scores and when the next game is, where the next game is, what time the next game might be during a district or a region or a state tournament. So if people want more information from anywhere from hockey to basketball to the state wrestling duels or individual, what's a, what's a couple avenues that people can get at information, Tom? Our NDHSAA Now site uh, is probably the best place to go for brackets, final scores, tournament information. We want, uh, you know, that's probably definitely geared more towards fans. So that it can be found at uh, www.ndhsaanow, all one word, dot com. 
and you can navigate through that page. Uh, there's menu bars there where you can find different sports, uh, different tournament information for those sports and brackets for postseason events coming up. And we're trying our best to keep updated. It's certainly a lot of them coming up here later this month and in March. So we'll definitely keep those updated as we go. And as the tournaments play out, uh, we'll update them each day. So it's going to be fun. Tom X, the media specialist with the North Dakota High School Activities Association. going to be a busy time for Tom, but uh, if you're at a state tournament venue, you will probably run across him a time or two. Tom, appreciate it, and we'll see you on the tournament trail. Yeah, you as well. Thanks again for having me. Tom X from the North Dakota High School Activities Association. We're back with more Prep Spotlight after this on The Fan. Thanks again to Tom Mix. Join us, media specialist for the North Dakota High School Activities Association, with us here on Prep Spotlight on 107.3 FM, 740 AM, and alongside 740thefan.com. From there, let's talk a little bit about National Letter Signing of Intent Day. We had one earlier in 2017 in December. Now it's the second part of it in 2018 for those in Division One, for Division Two and Division Three. This is their day to sign everybody to their programs and a lot of local flavor up and down the Red River Valley. We had an opportunity to sit down with a couple of Fargo South Bruins for taking their talent to the next level. One of those is Victor Isaac, who's going to be playing with Bubba Schweiger and the University of North Dakota Fighting Hawks in this coming fall. Here's that interview with Victor. Victor, first and foremost, congratulations on your National Letter of Intent. I'm up late University of North Dakota. Bubba Schweiger and that crew, the right fit for you, Victor? Yeah, I think it's the right fit for me. I mean, uh, I love the way their, their program is heading, and I feel like uh, their coaching staff is really personable, and they care about you a lot. So uh, UND feels like an amazing fit. What do you feel like that you can take from your time here at Fargo South that can help you at the next level at the college game, Victor? Uh, I feel like I've learned a lot here at Fargo South. I mean, coming here at uh, Mattern and Huber as my head coaches, and then I move on and I have Tyler Kozel, and just having the different coaching staffs has really taught me a lot, gave me a lot of perspectives on football, and I feel like I have a lot to bring when I go to UND. What's the one thing that you know going forward from the high school game to the collegiate game, an FCS level game at the University of North Dakota that's going to have to take some time and adjustment? What's one or two things that you've been hearing about, and what's one thing that you're going to be trying to do the most over this summer so once you get to UND that you're going to be ready to go? Yeah, one thing I need to work on is definitely my speed. <laughs> probably start doing some track and field, but uh, yeah, just that, and I need to stay you know, more focused, work harder, because you know, when I go up to UND, it's not just going to be, I'm not going to be the only guy. You know, Everyone there was the guy when they were out of high school, so when I go to UND, I just need to make sure i got to stay on top of my work and just uh, keep working. Has Bubba told you what area that he's looking for you to be in terms of a specialist uh, for a player? Uh, linebacker. Linebacker. linebacker is one thing. For, for you to be a linebacker, knowing in that 3-4 defense, there's a lot of things. Like, What's one thing that Bubba Schweiger and the coaching staff up there just been talking to you about this process so far? Uh, they've been talking to me. They've been. I went on my official. They were talking about uh, how their defense works and what they want to see, and they're asking me questions and what I see and all this stuff. So uh, that's that. They're just talking about you know, uh, it's a little more complex up there. So whatever whatever I learned in high school, I need to kind of you know hold on to that, but be open for more learning. How important was it for you to stay kind of close to home? I know it's not you know in Fargo, it's not an MSUM or Concordia or NDSU, but you're still you know within an hour's driving distance for a lot of family and friends to come see you play, Victor? It feels good. I mean, I'm only an hour away from my hometown. Uh, I can drive home on the weekend, say hi to my parents, see my friends, things like that. So it means a lot, you know, just staying in the state, being close to home. Last thing for you, Victor, what's it mean for you alongside six other your brother Bruins here to sign national letters of intent and play college football? What's that say about this program? And what's just, what's just, just say about Bruin history here? 
uh, I think it means a lot. You know, seven people signing does not happen very often. And uh, we're all going to schools we love. So it wasn't just like, oh, yeah, we're going to college. We're all going to places we really want to be. So uh, it means a lot for all, all seven of us. Victor, congratulations. Best of luck up at UND. Yeah, thank you. That again is Victor Isaac Pinon playing linebacker for the University of North Dakota coming up in the fall. From there, his teammate, and that is Tanner Bois, quarterback for the Fargo South Bruins. He's going to be in Moorhead in the fall. He'll be playing for Coach Terry Horan in the Concordia College Cobbers. Here is that interview with Tanner Bois. Tanner, congratulations on the national signing of intent. Uh, what made Concordia the right fit for you? Um, thank you. I think Concordia, uh, it's always been... I've always, like, since I was growing up, I've always went to games, and it's, it's been close because it's a local school, so I've always, like, had an ear in on how the Cobbers are doing, and I know in the past some Fargo South greats have gone there, so it just means a lot that I have the opportunity to sign with them. Coach Terry Horan has been there for a while now, so you kind of know what you're getting into. Um, do you know if you're going to go on the offense, defensive side of the football? What's the early plan before you get uh, on campus in the summer, Tanner? Well, I was talking to Horan, and I'm, I'm being recruited to play quarterback, so so that's what I'm planning on. But I know they've signed a couple other guys that have played quarterback. So we'll see how see how it all folds down. What can you take away from your time here at Fargo South, you know, leading the Bruins? And what do you hope to kind of build on as the summer progresses before you get on to Concordia the first time, Tanner? Um, well, Fargo South, it's been, it's been great. It's like I've always dreamed of... I've always dreamed of playing for the Bruins, and this season was such a blessing. And I think this summer, going forward from here, just uh, hit the weights, get ready for college ball. I know it's the speed is way different, so I got to get ready. You know, the Mayak is a very top-end Division Three uh, conference, and you've seen what Concordia has been able to do the last couple of years, being right there with St. Thomas and St. John's. Uh, what do you think you're able to bring to the program over the next couple of years, uh, Tanner? I can bring leadership because I, I know this season with a new coach and with odds stacked against us that we it, it took some time it took some unification from all the seniors and I think we proved that we can do it so I know me and the rest of these guys here we have what it takes to be leaders wherever we go last question for you Tanner how fun was it for you to sign with six other guys you know seven seven in total how fun was that for you guys to do that this morning and just kind of know that as you mentioned there's going to be other guys other Bruins from this year's senior class playing collegiate football it's surreal it's growing up with these guys like everyone talks about like oh going to play college after high school and stuff like that but for it to actually happen it's just it's amazing and I'm so proud of every one of those guys. Tanner congratulations again. Thank you. That again is our interview with Tanner Bois, who is the quarterback for the Fargo South Bruins. He'll be heading to Moorhead to play with the Concordia Cobbers in the fall. Big shout out to again Tom Mix for joining the program and alongside Victor Isaac and Tanner Bois. On behalf of Brad Anderson I'm Chase Miller. Thanks for listening to Prep Spotlight coming up tomorrow on our Brother Station 104.7 Duke FM Boys Basketball, DGF at Barnesville at 7.30. Jack Michaels on the call. We're back at it again on Friday right here on 740 The Fan. Double header Fargo Davies at Fargo Shanley. Jack Michaels on the call. Girls at 5.45. Boys to follow at 7.30 on Friday night. And then on 104.7 Duke FM Region 1 Boys Hoops. Central Cast at Maple Valley at 7.30. Brad Anderson on the call. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next Wednesday for another edition of Prep Spotlight on 740 The Fan. If you feel like it, take me away.